Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Sip With Me. I'm your host, Ioana Kekados. And I'm your host, Aaron Carlson. We'll release an episode for you every Monday morning, which means you can listen to us during your commute, after work workout, or even enjoy a drink with us during your very own Monday night happy hour. And who doesn't like to have a little fun on a Monday night? Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our show. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at sipwithme underscore for the latest episode updates, news, and all of our favorite cocktail creations. For this week's cocktail, we are shaking things up a bit and featuring Caroline Ripa's delicious olive oil chocolate cake recipe. Take it away, Erin. We're actually going to be baking it up this week, Iowana. This recipe is delicious, trendy, and a classic twist on something you and I created unknowingly long ago, olive oil brownies. Caroline's recipe features a chocolate cake that contains orange juice, orange zest, two thirds cups of olive oil, cocoa powder, and it is topped with powdered sugar and garnished with rosemary. You can find this recipe and more at her blog at the link in our bio, and we will discuss it in this week's interview, which we will hop into now. Welcome back to the episode. We are so excited to welcome today's guest. Her name is Caroline Ripa, and you've probably come across her wedding videos on TikTok. She is also a blogger and freelancer, and I am personally so beyond thrilled to get to chat about her recent wedding and basically everything leading up to it. We want to start off by saying a big congratulations and welcome to Sip With Me. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So since you recently got married, let's start at the beginning. Um, I'd love for you to kind of share how you met your now husband um, and what your engagement story was. Okay. Um, so I met Tom um, on Bumble. So we are a modern day love yes. story. Like nothing, nothing romantic, nothing crazy. We went on our first date at like a 5 p.m. on a work day. Uh, by the time I was done with the date, it was still light outside. So it was like one of those awkward, weird dates like yeah. after work. Um yeah, and then we kind of hit it off, obviously. Um, he actually is from the Maryland area, so he, like, wanted to move back to D.C., and I am from Georgia, so I, like, didn't want to move anywhere, and we were distanced for a little bit, and then it kind of got to the point where I was either going to move there or we were going to break up, and so, I don't know, like, something in me was, like, just move there, have a fresh start, like, why not? Like, you really love this guy, and so I did it, and then we got engaged a year later, and here we are. That's amazing. We also mm -hmm. met the non, well, both of us met our significant others. I met mine on Instagram, um, which oh, is wow. like so weird to say. Yeah. Um, it's so nice to hear like someone else be like, yes. yeah, I met my my husband on Bumble because so many people our age now, that's how they meet their significant mm -hmm. It's other. rare to hear people meet someone like in person organically. Yeah. Like, I think it's fascinating. I'm like, wow, you like met him like at like a club. That's amazing. I just feel like you never hear that anymore. So I love hearing those kind of stories. Yeah. yeah. And yes. pretty amazing that you took the step to like move. I mean, my, my wow. now fiance also moved during COVID to Chicago from New York. Um, so like kind of talk about that decision. I know you kind of briefly talked about it, but like, that's a, a big move to make. 
Yeah. So I um, actually grew up an army brat. So I am technically from Rhode Island. I have a lot of family there still. I grew up moving around everywhere, Germany, all over the States. Um, But I call Georgia home because I was there the longest. So a move for me isn't that foreign of a concept where I know some people born and raised in the same hometown, same house, like they probably would have never done that. Um, So I don't know. It was kind of like, I always get fancy. Like for example, the apartment I'm in now, I've been here since I moved to DC three years ago. And I keep telling Tom, like we need a new apartment. Like I'm getting antsy here. Like I've never stayed in a place this long. So um, I think that definitely helped being like an army brat and that like pushed the decision to go. And like, I, I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's like something in me was like, just go to DC. It feels right. And I'm also the kind of person that's like, if something does not go the way you plan, like at least you tried and then just go back home to Atlanta. Like I, I'm not the kind of person that wakes up and I was like, oh, I regret that. Like I push it. I go all out. Like, why not? So we always talk about that. Like you have to go with your gut feeling and whatever, whatever that tingle inside is like your intuition, you have to go with it because yeah, life will always work itself out if you follow that. So yeah, I agree. I love the gut feeling. I swear I follow it all the way. If I felt any weird towards like moving to DC, I would have never done it. I really wouldn't have, but yeah, it was a good decision. <laughs> so talk a little bit about then your decision to um, go on TikTok and start putting out content. How, why did you do that? What were your motivations and kind of how has that um, evolved for you into what it is now? Okay. Um, so I downloaded TikTok like right before the pandemic, I feel like, cause that's like when it was getting popular yep. and then I didn't really go on it. Cause I think it was known as like a Gen Z app. It was like all children. And so I was like, this feels weird. I'm like almost 30. <laughs> um, um, and then obviously the pandemic hit, we we're all in lockdown. I think everybody and their mother downloaded TikTok. Um, and I really liked it. I had fun with it. I've been blogging for years and like content creating. So it wasn't abnormal to put myself out there and make videos of like fashion hauls or Amazon hauls or whatever. I was doing um and then I got engaged and since we have a pandemic engagement we got engaged literally the week of lockdown like so we did not start planning for almost seven months after we got engaged so I was just not even in a wedding planning state of mind I eventually got in a wedding planning state of mind um and then I started I got on wedding TikTok, which as you know, once you're on wedding TikTok, I feel like you yeah, never get out of it because I feel like <laughs> every video on my feed is a wedding video um and then I was like, oh, well, I should start sharing my wedding planning. I was getting really inspired. I started booking vendors and I got my wedding dress. I was obsessed with Pinterest. And so I was like, okay, let me start sharing it on TikTok. And my first wedding video I posted, I think, I think it was my first one. It was like my wedding inspiration. And it was just like, like Pinterest pictures of like, this is how I want my wedding to look. And it blew up. I think I got like over 500,000 views. I think I got like 10,000 followers. Like I, it was crazy. Like, I don't even like know how it happened. And then I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to post more about wedding, like TikTok stuff. Like I'm going to post more about what I want to do. And I feel like I have a very, I had a very non-traditional wedding. So I didn't have like the normal traditional wedding. And I kind of wanted more of a modern feel. Um, I didn't want boho. I didn't want like too glamorous, like anything too trendy. And so I feel like that's why a lot of people resonated with that inspo video that I made because it was, wasn't the normal kind of wedding stuff you see. Not that like it's crazy different, but I don't know. I feel like it's not like the normal wedding stuff that you see. So I think that's kind of what I realized. I was like, okay, people want to hear about my wedding stuff. So I really just started posting everything from there, like all the traditions I was doing, the stuff I wasn't doing, like how I wanted to be different. Um, just little things like I'm not changing my last name. Um, we didn't do like the normal bouquet toss, garter toss, yes. like yes. Anything, like 
I like had like, yeah, it was, I basically was very much like, I'm having the wedding I want and that's it. No one can tell me otherwise. Wow, if I could clap and cheer for that right now, yes. That was a beautiful statement. Right now, (laughs) I, like you, people tell you it's overwhelming and like everyone has an opinion, but until you're really in it, like you do not understand. And I'm currently, I have nine months left until the wedding and it's a destination wedding. um, And like, it's super hectic, but we're not doing a bouquet toss. We're not doing a garter. I hate all of that. I'm not changing my last name either, which I love. We're on Uh, the same page. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and I, it's nice now to find a community on TikTok that like is welcoming that. And it's, it's not taboo now. Um, I'd love for you to kind of talk more about the non-traditional stuff you did in your wedding. Your wedding was absolutely beautiful. The pictures are gorgeous. I can't wait to see more pictures. Mm -hmm. I got them last night, actually. All of them. Oh, I can't believe it. Our wedding photographer sent it out on her one year anniversary. I love her. I mean, one year. Our wedding photographer did on our one month anniversary. um, And I was so excited. Yeah. I. So I haven't even gone through all of them yet. Because I feel like I like freaked out. I was like, wait, like. Well, yeah. we are so excited to see them because literally even the like few pictures you have posted are absolutely beautiful. And yeah. it's amazing that your photographer got them to you so quickly. Yeah, she's she's amazing. I think she knows like I want to post stuff and like yeah. she's like she took my engagement pictures too. So we now like awesome. we formed a friendship together. And so like I think she knew and I didn't even ask her. She's like last week she was wow. like, Oh, I'll get them to you by Monday. And I was like, What? Oh like I thought it was gonna be like Christmas or something. Yeah, like that. I my I think my photographer, I mean, I'm also I'm getting married in Greece. We're both Greek and like things in Greece are just really slow. Like my wedding planner took three months to respond to me about a menu change, which is crazy. Um, So he's like, yeah, six months after the wedding. I'm like, that's a long time. Mm -hmm. Six months is a long time to wait. Um, But share with us just like a few more non-traditional things that you did in your wedding um, or even just like things that you did in your wedding that you haven't seen in other weddings. Um, one of the things we did that it's not really different because it's becoming really popular right now. We did a champagne tower, um, which people loved. I like need to make a TikTok of it because people keep asking me, but um, it was really fun. I feel like I haven't been to a wedding that had it. And we basically just had a big tower of glasses. We poured champagne all over it. It kind of went over everywhere, but it didn't break. And, and it was fun. It was, I liked it more than the cake cutting. The cake cutting was a little stressful. I didn't really enjoy it. And there's a funny yeah. story to that. Actually, I didn't want a cake. Um, at all because I've been to probably like 20 weddings in my life I have never eaten the cake at any wedding I've been to it's never Maybe. even the actual cake that's out it's always like I know big oh, sheet cake yeah <laughs> it's not that I hate cake like I love cake it's just I'm like dancing I'm hanging out with friends I'm on the other side I'm in a photo booth and then the next day I'm like oh I didn't eat wedding cake so I didn't want to have any yep. wedding cake my mom who like it was kind of hard to get her on board of all the traditions I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, this is like a non-negotiable. We're having a wedding cake. You have to have a wedding cake. And I was like, whatever. Like I fought her on everything else. So I was like, we'll have a wedding cake. I don't care. Like it's cake, like whatever. Um, and then we got the wedding cake the next morning. She looks at me and she's like, I have to tell you something. And I was like, what? And she was like, I forgot to eat the cake. And I was like, of course you did. Having fun, right? Like, yeah. So that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's so um, funny. Another big thing that I did that's not traditional is I spent the night before with Tom 
which it's kind of, it's, I don't know, no one, I haven't heard of many people doing that, but we yeah. live together. Um, we've lived together for like three years. We sleep better together. Like when we travel without each other, I feel like we don't sleep as well together. Mm -hmm. um, we also rented a really pretty Airbnb in Savannah. It was like this big historic mansion. It was mm -hmm. a little pricey and he was going to have to go to the hotel and sleep with his brothers and like share a bed with someone. And he was oh, like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, just spend the night with me. Who cares? And he was like, is that okay? And I was like, I don't care. I was like, I yes, uh, rule is like, yes. So like weird gendered rules from like whenever ago. It's like, oh my God, do it your I own know. way. It was just, and so uh, I actually came back from the welcome party a little bit earlier because I wanted to hang out with my friends. I didn't want to drink too much. He stayed out a little later, but then he came back and just went to bed. He woke up, he had his bag ready and just left. Like it wasn't like we hung out or anything. Like it was like, I don't know. It was very normal. Um, and I liked it actually. It was nice. It was like, it was nice to roll over and be like, oh my God, it's our wedding day. So yeah, I like that cute. idea. We're actually just figuring out like day of and night before plans. So hearing that, I'm like, because I hate sleeping away from my fiance's name is Michael and I, I hate it. So that's like comforting yeah. to know that someone else has done that. And it's it's so interesting. I, I find it so fascinating to hear all the different things now that people are doing. And yeah, um, I, love I love it. I'm like very much an advocate of like, do whatever you want. Your way. If you want to do all the traditions, do them. If you don't like who cares? I actually uh, one of my videos recently blew up about things I didn't do at my wedding. It has like over a million views and I got so much hate from it. Like I was, it's probably one of like my most hated videos I've posted. Like, I don't, I don't want to say hated, but like controversial, mm -hmm. like people do not understand. They were like, what do you mean? Like this wedding sounds boring. Like you sound cheap and all this stuff because I was like, oh, we didn't have favors. We didn't have programs. We didn't have menus. Like it was just money saving stuff for me. I hate all of those things. I can't get rid of favors because my mom will kill me being Greek. She's like, it's, you need favors. I would get rid of them immediately. They're pointless. Yeah. That's how I felt. I didn't, there was this, I was like, I don't know what I can do that is in the budget and that isn't wasteful. And I just, I like see pictures of weddings and they have beautiful menus and beautiful favors and beautiful programs. And I like, if that's your thing, go for it. I think I've seen some really pretty ones, but it wasn't in the budget for us. I didn't care that much. I was like, people are just going to throw it right away, like a mm -hmm. program or a menu. So whatever. But um, yeah, I'm very much an advocate of do whatever you want at your own wedding. Like who cares? Like don't listen to anybody. <laughs> so yeah. What was your favorite thing about your wedding? I know you talked about like the champagne tower, anything other than that, um, that you loved from your wedding? My favorite part of my wedding, it's like so cheesy, but it was everyone that I love being in the same room. There's never a time where you have all your grandparents, your parents, your best friends, your extended family and friends all in the same room on both sides. So like all Tom had all his family and best friends. I had all my family, and my best friends. And like, there is never a time that you're all in the same room, except for like weddings and funerals. Like for me, at least, <laughs> yeah. my family yeah. spread out. Like we're not all in the same town. So it was very rare for me to like have all those people. And I remember I just kept sitting back and looking around and being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like people yeah. traveled from near and far. And it was just like amazing to like sit and sulk in that like all these people flew in to see us. And it was just, we had a whole weekend of events. We had like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it was like, when the weekend was over, I was so sad. I was like, no, we'll never have this again. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you get like wedding blues after? Because everyone's like, once the wedding is over, I mean, you have the honeymoon and obviously the rest of your life to look forward to with your significant other, but it's like all the stress and all the planning. And then it goes by so fast. 
Yeah, I definitely got some wedding blues, but it took about a week to hit because okay. we went to Charleston right after the wedding on Monday for, we called it a mini moon because it was like three nights. Um, we haven't gotten our honeymoon yet. And we just wanted like, I felt like we needed to go like decompress, sleep in and be by ourselves because it was just such a crazy weekend. Um, and we were busy. We were, had a massage and went to dinner. And then like the next weekend, once we were home and unpacked and like, I think Tom went to go like do something and I was like home alone. And I was yes. like, Oh no, I was like, all yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm alone and I have nothing to plan. What am I going to do right now? Like, <laughs> That's how I feel when I get back from like Disney world and you're just surrounded by this overwhelming like joy and happiness. And then you get back and there, there is that there's that one moment of like silence when you're alone and then your body and brain just go like, like, and you're yeah. just like, uh Oh, like it's coming. It's like yeah. the day after Christmas when you're flying home from yes. and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's over. Like, great. What do I do now? So, yeah. um, yeah, but I think it, I still feel a little like weird just cause I was like literally in wedding planning mode for so long and it was, it just consumed who I was that, um, I don't know. I'm still like getting over the wedding blues, but I'm like, we're just now talking about what we want to do for our honeymoon. So I'm excited for that. We still have some things to look forward to. Do you guys have an idea of what you're going to do for the honeymoon? So we want to go somewhere January, February, because it's been like a long enough time. We were able to save up some more money. Um, and I think we're going to go to Cape Town, but oh, amazing! unconfirmed yet, but I want to go somewhere warm. And since we're doing January, February, we can't do like Europe because yeah. I'm going to be freezing the whole time. So we're kind of looking at like um, either like Asia or Africa or like somewhere, you know, in the Southern hemisphere where it'll be warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we have not booked it yet, but that's kind of what we were talking about the other day. Um, I follow uh, Nicole Pellegrino, if you know who that is, the bitch's bride, the girl. Uh, and she's actually in Cape Town right now. And I wanted to go to Cape Town for so long. And I looked at Tommy the day and I was like, Nicole's in Cape Town. We need to go to Cape Town. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we actually interviewed her on the show a couple months ago. Oh, cool. We've been, we've been like DMing each other, like her posts and stuff. We're like, oh yeah. my gosh, she's on her honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks, she looks like she's having so much fun. I was like, there's beaches, there's animals, there's wine. Like, we, sh we should go to Cape Town. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where else we'd go in that time where it's going to be warm that, like, is an exotic location because we don't want to do anything yeah. domestic because you only go on a honeymoon once, you know? So, yeah. I agree. Has So you, you kind of touched on how COVID affected wedding planning initially. Um, did COVID affect any other part of your wedding, um, like after that, while you were planning? Um, did you have to like limit the amount of people you had? We were pretty lucky in planning our wedding where we didn't have to postpone or cancel anything. Um, but it did affect us just because we got engaged the week of lockdown. Tom actually planned a huge proposal and was having all my friends and family fly in. And he was wow. going to propose at the Botanic Garden in D.C., which is like one of my favorite places here. It's so pretty in there. And it's always warm year round. Um, and then the week of that he proposed was when everything was happening. It was like March 12th that week. Um, everyone started canceling on him and they were like, we can't come. Like my work says I can't travel. And like, you know, things were starting to get weird. So he ended up canceling what he was doing there. And then he proposed to me on a dock in Annapolis. It was just me and him. So it was very, it was very sweet. I didn't want any pictures or videos. So he made sure not to have that because I just didn't want like a camera in my face. I don't know. But, um, and then after that, obviously it just felt like weird to plan a wedding. Like I would wake up and we turn on the TV and it'd be like 10,000 died from COVID yesterday in New York city. And I was just like, how are we going to plan like the happiest day of our life? When I feel like 
so weird every day. And it was just, it was really weird to plan it in that time. I just didn't feel like it was such a happy moment for us, but it was also like the weirdest thing we're ever going to go through in our lifetime happening to us at the same time. Um, so we waited like six or seven months. And then later in summer, I think it was July or August, I was like, okay, things were like getting better. If you guys remember, like the numbers were like getting better. And like, I feel like we were like getting in like a yep. good spot. Um, so we go to Savannah um, and we found a venue and we booked it and we're like, arguing about when we're going to book it. He's like, I want to get married next spring. I don't want a long engagement. And I was like, I just don't feel like it's going to be good to get married in that time. So we ended up choosing September, which was a little over a year out, which seemed crazy to book because we had already been engaged for over like six months. So um, yeah, we, we went with that and it was the best decision ever because in spring, the numbers were so bad that I was like, we would we probably would have had one of those postponement canceled weddings. So I'm thankful every day that we chose that, but um, yeah, COVID definitely affected a lot of those things. We didn't have an engagement party because of that. Um, my bachelorette, we were, I wanted to go to Cartagena, like my whole life for my bachelor. I don't know why. I just thought it would be so fun and like colorful and there's like seafood. Um, and it was closed. So we ended up going to Mexico, which was so fun. I'm so thankful we were able to do that, but all the bars closed there at midnight. So it was kind of a different experience. I feel like we got good sleep every night because of that. Um, I'm very thankful though, really, like, I don't want to complain because like we really compared to some people I've talked to, they had like horrible COVID wedding experiences. But for me, it was just weird. It was just like everything, like every time we signed a vendor contract, Tom would make sure that the COVID language was in there. Like if there's a government lockdown, we're covered. And so it was just, I don't know, it was just like the weirdest feeling ever. And then probably the last thing we dealt with was if we were going to require vaccines or not. And like, that was a huge conversation. And I don't know, it just was weird, if that makes sense. So nothing huge happened, but it wasn't comfortable to plan it basically. But I'm so glad it worked out. Added stress. Like you already have so much stress planning a wedding. And then to add a pandemic on top of it is like, wild I will say yeah. like from interviewing you and just seeing like you, the pictures of your wedding and like your TikTok videos and we interviewed Caroline Crawford and hearing her experience and like Nicole Pellegrino and like all these COVID brides like I know I wasn't there and I don't know the ins and outs of what actually happened and how COVID personally impacted every person but it it gave me like a it was like a ray of hope to a future now COVID bright as well that like you can still have a wedding and have it be beautiful and like it looks like COVID didn't even exist for that one day um truly and I think it's like that's you're spreading a a positive wonderful message that you still can get married and have your dream wedding it might not look exactly like you thought it would Mm -hmm. but you can still have what whatever version of your dream wedding is which is exactly makes me feel better because planning a destination wedding we still don't know what going to happen i mean something yeah. will change next month um, i know it's so scary like yeah, the numbers yeah. were getting bad in savannah probably like late july august and our wedding planner like texted us one day and was like just so you know like there's some lockdowns happening in savannah there's like a mask mandate like i'll keep you updated but we're good right now because my venue is outside and i was like oh my gosh like i just i didn't want to have a wedding if everyone was gonna have to wear a mask like i was like we're gonna have to postpone the wedding because that's just i want to see everyone's faces like i want to have fun i want to drink so Um, yeah, it was, there was a lot of added stress onto it, but I'm like, so thankful. It all worked out beautifully. We're past like the one month mark. No one got COVID. Thank God. So I just feel, I feel good about that. So I was kind of nervous because so many people were traveling in because they don't live in Savannah. So yeah. Dang. 
I like it. Lots of good things. It's good to hear like positive stuff during yeah. Yeah. during these crazy times. Yeah, during these weird times we're going through. <laughs> so we end every episode with a round of rapid fire. So we have a couple of questions for you and we just want the first answer that comes to, well, whatever your gut answer would be. Okay. Okay. You wanna, do you want to start? Yes. Okay. What was the, your favorite part of wedding planning? Um, picking out my outfits. Mm. I love a good shopping spree. <laughs> the first thing that technically popped in my head was the word Pinterest, but then I was like, that doesn't make sense because it was like, the I love researching. Pinterest, so. No, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like just researching what I wanted, but yeah. also like outfits. I spent okay. more time researching outfits than I probably did like anything else. That's amazing. Yeah. It's the most important part, really. Mm -hmm. It is. <laughs> All right. Uh, something that you regret you didn't do in or at your wedding that you would do next time. Hopefully there's um, not a next time, but yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> um, I wish I asked my photo booth for a sample of what I asked was going to turn out to be hmm. because my, I, so I wanted a Kardashian photo booth and I reached out to a local photo booth company and they're like, oh, we can do that. Like, yeah, so easy. And I didn't even think anything of it. And I was like, okay, perfect. Signed the contract, told them what I wanted. Yeah. And then the wedding shows up and I look over and they're like, isn't a white backdrop. Like I noticed people are like printing things. There's like weird filters. And I was like, this is weird. And then like the next day people are like sending me some of them. And I was like, that's not what I wanted at all. And then I like, I like emailed them and told them it's not a big deal. We have so many other pictures, but I'm a little disappointed in that. So yeah. I wish I was like, can you send me a sample of what it's going to look like since I asked you for it? Like very rare thing that most people don't ask for. That's amazing. We That's haven't heard one. that piece of advice and I might have a photo booth, so I will use that. Well, it's something I didn't know either until it happened to me. And I was like, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but I should have been like, yeah, like, okay. what is it going to look like? <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite recipe on your blog? Uh, my olive oil cake. That's our favorite. Yes. We saw that. We freaked out. We, yes. we made olive oil brownies accidentally years Ooh, ago. Um, yum. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's one of our like, like things that bonds us as friends yeah. that comes up all the time. And we literally saw that you had that cake. And we were like, okay, this like friendship slash podcast <laughs> appearance is meant to be in, a, in oh, another yeah. universe. That olive oil cake. So I'm not a big frosting person. Like I'm the weirdo that like scrapes the frosting off cake and eats the cake yep. because I like bread and muffins and stuff like that. Yes. And so I love the olive oil cake because there's no, there's no uh, frosting on it. And it's just ugh, it's so good. It, that was like what I did in COVID one day. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to make this recipe. And I did. <laughs> so, um, one piece of advice that you would give to brides that are currently planning um, during what is unfortunately still an ongoing uh, pandemic wedding season? Um, my first piece of advice, it sounds like so lame, but it's really just to stick to like what the wedding is and stick true to that it's the marriage. And it's about you and your spouse or your fiance, like becoming one. And it's not just about the party. It's not just about the destination. If you have to have a different venue or a different photographer or a different whatever than you normally thought it was going to be, it's going to be okay in the end. And like, you know, like in 10 years, you're not going to remember like, oh, I had the wrong flower at my wedding. You're going to remember like how much fun you had and that you married like the love of your life. And 
it sounds, you know, like I said, it's so cheesy, but it's like, I kept having to tell myself that because I would focus on the weirdest things. And Tom would be like, that doesn't matter. Like it's not in a few years, you're going to forget this happened. And I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. Like you got to like stick to like what's important in your like engagement and enjoy your engagement. I don't think I did that very well. I was stressed every day and I like wish I enjoyed it more. And we like went on date nights and just did more stuff together. We, I definitely did not enjoy my engagement engagement as much as I thought I would. I love all the advice because it's so like, I can relate to it so much. So thank you. Yeah. Um, last question. We are a cocktail based podcast. So we always love to get uh, We always love to ask our guests what their favorite cocktail is. So right now I change. I'm like every six months, I feel like I have a different cocktail that I get everywhere right now. It's an espresso martini. Yes. Basic. Oh, I know. Yes. So in right now. I know. They're <laughs> like, I swear I can't get enough of them. And it's like the perfect little boost. If you're like at dinner and you're going out after and you need some caffeine. I also yeah. got an espresso machine on our registry. So I've been making homemade espresso oh. martinis. Yay. I literally oh, just got one of those. It is a game changer. Oh yes, it is. It's so oh good. But if I'm not getting espresso martini, I'm probably getting like a skinny mark. That's my second mm. favorite choice if I don't want caffeine. Because <laughs> yes. I love tequila. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. Well, you survived okay, well, rapid fire. So. Yes, you did. Yay. That was good. I was nervous. I was like, oh, are they going to ask me? That was like a very, I feel like that was a very educational rapid fire. I feel like I got a lot of like good life advice. <laughs> And now we have to go make olive oil brownies. I was going to say. I, want, I need this recipe, by the way. I love brownies and I love the olive oil stuff. So. Did we use a recipe or did we just no. mess up? I don't remember I, even what so happened. I'm 100% Greek. And so we have olive trees in Greece and we like bring olive oil to the U.S. So Aaron's like, do you have canola oil for brownies? And I'm like, no, but I have olive oil because of course. And so we just yeah. like poured it in and it was <laughs> delicious. So you just use like instead of like a half a cup of canola oil, right. you use olive yeah, oil? Yeah, I think that yeah. was it. I think yeah. we just substituted it. And we were like, what have we created? <laughs> I wonder if it'll taste good with Trader Joe's olive oil and not like Greek olive oil, <laughs> but we haven't tried it. I mean, we should. And funny yeah. enough, I grew up, my mom like always put olive oil in desserts. So like, yeah. to me, it was normal, but it's not normal to me. <laughs> I had never heard of anything olive oil dessert until like the Kardashians started having that olive oil cake. And I was like, what is that? And then I obviously I love it now, but <laughs> I've never heard of the brownies. So I need to do that. Yeah. We're yes. going to try your cake because that sounds delicious. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, so good. If you like like that light fluffy cake. I love cake. <laughs> Every cake. Um, tell folks where they can find you and also where they can find your olive oil cake recipe. <laughs> so uh my Instagram is Caroline Ripa and my last name is R-I-P-A. Might sound like R-E, but it's R-I. Um, I mean I have the same handle for everything, luckily. I I think I'm the only Caroline Ripa in the world or something, but <laughs> I, my Instagram and my TikTok is both Caroline Ripa. And then my website is carolinerepa.com. And then on there, I have a category section where you can go to recipes and find the olive oil cake. So it's very, I made it very user-friendly. You can find it easily, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for thank coming you. on. I'm excited thank to see so what you settle on for the honeymoon. Keep us and in the loop. Yes. So excited. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was so fun. This is your weekly sip with Eric Carlson and Iowana Kekados. Pouring a glass of the week's hottest news, here are your top headlines. In entertainment news, the ill-fated MoviePass program, which soared in popularity back in 2017, is set to reemerge from the ashes next year 
after the original owner took back ownership in the bankrupt company this week. The MoviePass program, which originally let pass holders see one theatrical movie per day for just $10 a month, proved unsustainable after users utilized the service more than the company had anticipated. The company, which was purchased by Helios Matheson, quickly saw its stock price inflate on the public markets before crashing and eventually terminating the program. It will be a test on the change landscape of movie theaters to see what form this program takes on in the post-COVID era. And as Europe finds itself at the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic, once again, experts say it should serve as a warning to the U.S. and other countries about the virus's unremitting nature. Countries across the continent have seen cases soar, and October saw a rise of more than 50%, and the worrying trend has continued this month as winter begins to bite. On Friday, the World Health Organization said nearly 2 million cases were reported across Europe in the week prior, the most the region has seen in a single week since the pandemic began. And the U.S. states both with high and low vaccination rates could look at Europe's case numbers and take it as a sign that the U.S. might still see resurgences as well. And some volts of electricity in the stock market. Elon Musk this week sold nearly $7 billion in Tesla stock. This as the company was up nearly 60% year to date and had rallied over the last two months from nearly $700 a share to well above 1000 Tesla stock corrected on the sell-off news and shaved nearly 15% off from its highs, though it is still up 46% year-to-date if you are looking to secure some profit. The rally formed after positive earnings, the infrastructure bill passage in Congress, and the broader landscape behind the popularity of electrical vehicle stocks supported the stock prices rally this year. And some exciting holiday news. New York City ushered in the holiday season Saturday with the arrival of a 79-foot Norway spruce that will serve as one of the world's most famous Christmas trees in Rockefeller Center. The 12-ton tree was trucked in from the Price family home in Maryland, the first time the tree has come from that state since the tradition began eight decades ago. The spruce will be adorned with more than 50,000 multicolored lights and topped with a 900-pound star with 70 spikes covered in 3 million crystals. The lighting ceremony is scheduled for December 1st, and the tree is expected to remain up through early January. So excited to see that with you, Iowana, in December. And those are your headlines for the week. Be sure to tune in next week for the news that you need to know now. Thanks for listening to Sip With Me with Ioana and Aaron. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, sipwithme.org. There you can find our themed cocktail book as well as other exciting Sip With Me content. And if you love our podcast, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social at sipwithme underscore. Join us next week for a visit to the Dessert ATM, otherwise known as the Bakery Box, a mom-owned business that is vending out delicious treats 24-7, 365.